Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Spencer Burke podcast. As usual, uh, I wanted to apologize. It's been about two and a half weeks since I filmed an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for coming back to the channel. I appreciate it. And if you're listening on audio format, thank you so much. Um, if you're watching, like I said, on video, you can see that I have a new backdrop and I'm currently at my home office, which I just set up. It's awesome, man. I finally got multiple monitors. I have a dedicated monitor for my to-do list and also my music. And then I have my widescreen in front of me, which is primarily for uh, all of my workload that I do as far as stuff for my clients, for social media, and also for my editing. And then I have my laptop screen, which is just for my emails. It's awesome. I'm getting used to it. Today's the first day that I've done this. Uh, over the weekend, I, man, I'm trying to think, where do we, got, where do we have to start today? I remember that the last time I had spoken with you guys was probably two and a half weeks ago. And it was when I think I had just come back from my last track day. And from that point, I've actually done another track day with SoCal Drivers Club, which was great. I had a blast with them. They're called at SoCal Drivers Club, and they primarily host events where there's no pressure. You don't have to be worried about traffic or you have to be worried about certain sessions. All that you do is you basically just get there, do a driver's meeting in the early morning, and then you have the track all day to do whatever you want. You can come in, check your tire pressure, check your car. Uh, you can adjust anything you needed to, then go right back out. And it was really nice because my AIM solo had an issue. The first two laps, I came in. 20 minutes later, I fixed it, went back out for 10 more laps. And it was very well organized. It's reasonably priced, and you get a lot for your money. And I think if you're trying to get out to the track, that's one of the best events that you can do. And I had the opportunity to do it, and I had so much fun. I had so much fun. So I look forward to doing more events with them um, in particular just because it, it was such a seamless process. But I have this whole new setup, and it's just it's cool to have the real estate to be able to to modify and put all your workload in certain areas. But, yeah, it's nice to... It's nice to be back. I'm not going to lie, man. I feel great. It's a weird sensation doing it from my house, but I'm excited to finally be able to be a little bit more consistent. Podcasting, you know, you have to be very creative in a, in a unique way where you tell stories and you share your life, uh, your experiences, and it's not easy just talking all the time, especially if it's by yourself on, on the solo podcast, but I do have uh, quite a lot of plans to, quite a lot of I do have some plans to do uh, podcasting with new guests coming up soon. It is almost March, which is insane. I don't know how this time went so quickly, but I have a lot of cool plans for that. But I want to talk about um, one of the main things today, most likely in the thumbnail, would be the track day I had experienced. Now, uh, SoCal Drivers Club, you know, they're not a sponsor. Speaking of sponsors, thank you to Redline360 for sponsoring this episode. Uh, Redline360.com has all of your aftermarket car parts. If you're looking for anything from suspension to racing gear, to wheels, to bumpers, to your maintenance items for pretty much any car. And if you've seen the previous podcasts, I do have uh, one thing I always go to that if you search BMW uh, in specific, you know, M3, there's over 500 parts for that car, whether it's aftermarket or whatever you need on their website. So it makes it really easy when, if you want to modify your car, you want to, you know, okay, maybe I should do an exhaust or maybe I should do wheels or suspension. You can just go to their website and it has categories. And all you do is you click a category 
you browse through all the parts and manufacturers and they make it seamless. So if you want to check that out, uh, you can. The information is below in the description, redline360.com. They're your go-to automotive resource to buy your parts for your car. So thank you again to redline360.com for sponsoring this episode. I do get a little bit distracted having the computer in front of me, but it's okay. So uh, I had experienced this track day at Buttonwillow, and it was really fun because I met up with two of my new friends that have F80 M3s, and we had a chance to talk about certain parts that they've done and also drive together. We drove up uh, from Irvine area all the way up to Buttonwillow. It's about two and a half hour drive, and we left, uh, I believe it was on a Thursday night, and we went out, we met at like a Target parking lot and then drove up there. It was so much fun, man. It's so much fun to have friends that have these cars that you can talk about all these things about the wheels or about suspension or track driving and things like that. And when we got up there, you go to like the normal Motel 6 or there's one that's a couple exits before. And basically you can just get a, a hotel room for like what? 40 bucks a night, I think, at Motel 6. It's not the best, but I, I always look at it that I'm I'm at a hotel to sleep. You know, that's it. I'm here to get ready for a day tomorrow, and I've had a couple of friends that will party. I'm like, I can't do that before I go to the track. I, I could, but I, f I was so focused as a driver. And what do I mean by that? Well, the first couple of times I'd gone to Buttonwillow, as you guys know, I'm a content creator. Like, I, I make all my videos with as much effort as I can or a lot of effort where when I go there, I have to kind of plan out, okay, how do I film the morning? How do I film the drive up? How do I film the morning? How do I film a storyline of pulling up to the, the racetrack and showing the garage and then showing the driver's meeting. And I'm thinking about all these things in my head. Okay. How do I get a good GoPro angle that isn't boring? And then how do I get multiple angles of that same shot or that same thing? And then on top of that, how do I tell a story vocally in the video saying, okay, this is my experience, this is what we're doing. And sometimes you don't need to say what's going on. Sometimes you just show it. You just show what's happening in the video and you have to find a balance of like, how much should I talk and how much should I show? Now, I don't want it to sound like discouraging to people that, oh, there's so much involved with video making. There's, there's not a lot involved. I just take a lot of pride in my, my structure, my storyline and the editing. And there's a lot that goes behind that for me. And I had a compliment from somebody who said they really enjoyed um, like the storyline about, you know, it's morning and then it goes to the day, then it goes into night or whatever it is the afternoon. And I think hearing that made me feel a lot more confident in like, okay, people see that too. They don't just see the cool cars. But as a driver, my whole goal was to really improve as much as I could without any distraction. So I didn't pull my big camera out the whole day. I don't have any footage on my big camera from Buttonwillow um, a week ago or a week and a half ago, whatever it was. <clears throat> so I, I focused on just driving. That was it. I just wanted to drive. So when I got to the hotel, I unpacked my AIM Solo. I had bought one from my friend Matt Rohana at um, Position Advanced. So I have a dedicated AIM Solo, which if you're not sure what that is, it's a, it's a lap timer and built in as all the tracks pretty much in the USA. And you just put it on your windshield and then it has GPS on it. Some of them have even more of data logging 
And when you go past the, the, the starting line or the finish line, it'll automatically have the lap time show up on the screen and you can adjust to show anything you want or majority of performance numbers um, of lap times. So having that was super convenient. So I got a really good night of sleep, decent. We got up there, I think, uh, like at 11.30 or 12. And then driver's meeting was at 7.30. So we got up at 6 or whatever, and we left. The track was only 20 minutes away or 10 minutes, if that. So we made it to the track, and they had driver's meeting at 7.15 or 7.45. Yeah, 7.45, and it took about 20 minutes. And it was cool because I met so many people I know from the internet Uh the guy, I believe his name is Logan, he purchased Slicer's E92M3, which is a $100,000 plus build. And he did a great lap time. I think he did under 159. And then I had a chance to meet a bunch of other people. I met Vin from Hoonigan. I've been talking to him online for like five years, it seems like. And he was out there with his E92. And then also I met another gentleman with a uh, 1M. I forgot his name. I'm, I, I just know him by his Instagram name, but I met a lot of good people and I had a couple instructors out there that were willing to look at my data, uh, hung out with my friend Gabe too. And it was just a lot of good new networking, new friends uh, closer to my age. And it felt fun to really get out there and just drive. So I used my iPhone and I filmed what I could and the iPhone did great. I filmed a pretty good vlog. I'm very happy with it. Um, I used the GoPro. It was overexposed. I was kind of mad. I couldn't edit it. And I just, I just said, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to worry so much about the quality of the video. I'm going to worry more about the storyline. What not worry, but focus on the storyline of, okay, maybe this isn't filmed exactly how I wanted to, but I can tell a story and share a special moment in my life of racing my car and meeting a goal that I had set for myself, uh, much faster than what I anticipated. I went out to the track and, the first time I took my F80, I had done a 208, which I was pretty stoked with because my E92, I ran a 211. And technically, this day was my third track day I'd ever done in my life. So when I went out there, I had ended up doing a PFC 11 track pads along with the Bridgestone Potenza RE71R, which is a very good tire. And I had the help of my friend Eric, who drives an M2 full race car pretty much. He still drives it on the street though. And he helped me out with some tire pressure. We started at 27 cold. I went out in the morning, came back in at a 37 hot. I was like, why am I sliding everywhere? So we adjusted him down to 33 and I went back out there and I kept pushing myself harder and harder. So no, whoops, no filming as much as I used to like the storyline, everything just kind of clips here and there. And then I, I went out, to, I went out in the morning, had about 10 to 15 laps, super fun. And then I came in, hung out for a bit. And then I think it was time for lunch. And at that time I just got like excited again, uh, to go back out. So I went back out and the, the first part of the morning I had aimed for a two Oh five at the end of the day. So a two Oh eight is where I started at with the F 80. And then I was like, I want to get to two Oh five. So I did a couple laps and then my first hot lap of the day was like three laps into the whole morning. It was very nice out. The track conditions were great. The track was dry. I I remember 
pushing the car pretty hard. And I was like, man, these tires feel good. They were gripping really well compared to the other ones I had, which were the Hankook uh, V12 Ventus. I just call them dealership tires because dealerships just grab whatever they can and throw them on the car. And uh, then I put these on. So the third lap out there, hot lap when everything was good, tire pressure was probably like 32. I remember feeling so much faster through everything, through every corner. I could feel the car moving twice as fast. So when I got to the finish line, I had my foot through the floor in the third lap. And on the screen, on the aim solo, I look at it and it says too flat. And I was thinking to myself, there's no way I just shaved off eight seconds of my personal best on my third lap of the day. So I ran a two flat before 9.30 in the morning. And I, at that moment, I was like, oh, man, this is it. We're fighting for 159 today. I was a little bit sad that I didn't have my, um, my other friends are like Parker and uh, Fat and Ashton and everybody. But we just, uh, I, I was just like, I'm going to go for it. So going back to the time when I went out to the lunch, on the lunch break, everyone went to get food. I went out back on the track because it was pretty empty. It was empty the whole day. And I just started going for it. So I did 10 laps, 201, 201, 204, 204, 201, over and over again. And I dipped a tire a couple times, going like 120. And I got more comfortable with the car. And then halfway through that, I believe I put MDM mode on, which is halfway traction off. I've been driving with traction on this whole time, just to keep in mind. So I did that. And I felt a whole new car under my feet when I put MDM mode on. So I put MDM on. It was drifting everywhere, and I was getting sideways, and I was feeling like the car was in complete control, being out of control. Because now I could push the car as much as I wanted to, or to an extent, without having any assist or anything in front of me, eliminating what I could do. So sure enough, I... Did 10 laps, and I was like, I'm just going to come in, man. I need to get some food and chill. So I came in, and all my friends that I was with were like, dude, we kept hearing you go by over and over again because the lunch area is right next to the main straight where you hit, like, your top speed. I think I hit 130 or so, usually on the straights. I don't I don't even look. I've never looked at my gauges ever when I'm driving. I only listen to the car when I have to shift. And some most of the time, I'm looking at the RPMs. That's it. I never focus. I don't think I've ever looked at the speedometer until I look back at the GoPro footage and I, I've hit 130. I think none of that matters. The top speed does not matter uh, when it comes to setting lap times. So uh, I had lunch and I hung out for a bit and I talked to a couple of friends from San Diego. I saw my friend Ralph there. He just picked up, uh, what is it, 600 LT, I think. A bunch of other friends were there too. It was cool to see everyone. Matt Rahana showed up. And then I chatted with Dustin Williams for a bit. He was running a 159 or 158, I think, in his McLaren. We had a chance to talk. And then after I had lunch, my friend Eric, he has the M2. He was like, hey, do you want to follow my driver's line? I was like, yeah, that'd be great because he runs a 154. So I get all geared up, throw my helmet on, start the car, and I go follow him. And we go out, and uh, my car had a chance to cool down for – an hour. And, uh, I was like, man, I just, I'm, I'm stuck at this two minute flat. So then what happens is 
I follow his driver's line. Uh, the first lap is a warm up, so I'm pushing seventy percent, and I'm kind of watching where he's going, even though it's a warm up lap. And right off the bat, I noticed how he would approach the apex a little bit differently how he would carry momentum and sure he has way more aero than me and I'm on stock suspension. All I have are just tires and brake pads. This was with MDM mode on and I was just looking, I was focusing primarily on my habits of driving and then also following this new driver's line. So we go out and then we get past the finish line or the starting line to finish line. And I'm full throttle at that point. The last turn, you come up, make a left, and then it's a it's a straight line across, and then you pass the starting line, and then your lap time starts. The cool thing is about the AIM Solo is that in the middle, on both sides, it has green or red dots. And if it's green, you're faster than your last lap time. If it's red, you're slower than your last lap time. So if you see it's green, you're like, yeah, let's go. And then if it's red, you're just bummed out, but you're trying to fight even harder. So it's nice to have that in your peripheral to see, okay, where's my performance at right now? Right off the bat, I was green. I was fully green following his driver's line. So we go into the first turn, very confident. We get into the off-ramp. I had a great exit speed, uh, no drifting, modulating the throttle perfectly. He, he got about six seconds ahead of me, but I was still following him. Let's say four seconds because he, he told me he slowed down for me, so thank you. I appreciate that. And we go through all these turns, we go through bus stop, go through Phil's Hill, and I'm noticing that I'm breaking my bad habits of letting off here or not turning in soon enough or not focusing on where my front wheel should be compared to my last lap. And each time that we take a different uh, turn or a corner, I would try to correct my mistakes and look at, okay, where can I fix this? So then... We get to the last couple turns. We go through these S's where as soon as you get to the first S, you can go flat out. I was flat out the whole time. And the very last part of it, it's a little bit sketchy uh, because you can get thrown around and there's a wall right there. I was flat out through there and I've always been hesitant. And I'm like, just just do it. Just do it. So it's cool to like go through these corners and physically feel in your body. You're like, wow, I'm going so much faster in that corner than I was before. And also your aim solo is green. So you're like, all right, everything's adding up. Everything's good. And I had one lap, one lap during that lunch break where the last turn I messed up and everything was green. And that bugged me a lot. I was so frustrated. I did everything perfectly. The last lap I had, the last turn I almost spun out. But this one following Eric, the last turn I get to it, entry's perfect, exit's perfect. I'm full throttle. I was pushing my gas pedal through the floor, literally through the floor. And just, I didn't believe it. I, I crossed the line full speed. Everything felt great. Aim solo was green. And I look at my, I look at the display. It says 159. And I was screaming so loud and so intense because I, I'm never, I've never been a competitive person. I've been a photographer, a content creator, in the car industry. I've never played sports my whole life, ever. I played football for like a day, and I quit. Played t-ball, I quit. I just could not do sports. I was never, ever competitive. I've never been that person that's like, oh, I need to be better than that person, or oh, I'm better than this person, or whatever. I've never been like that. Until this, until I started tracking my car, I started to realize, like, I can be competitive against myself. 
So when I saw that 159, there was a new feeling in me of like, wow, this is rewarding. This is very special to me. And if you watch the YouTube video, you can see how much I freaked out. And the, the three laps I put in my main YouTube video were out of 30. I did 30 laps that day, if not more. It was unreal, unreal experience, man, to progress as a driver. You feel like you get a little bit more street cred too of actually pushing your car to its full limit. And then when you get back on the street, not that you ever should, but if you ever go to the canyons or if you drive hard again, you can feel confident of knowing where the limit is. You're able to know like, okay, this is what ABS feels like. This is what the car feels like spinning out. Um, a couple of times I had spun out almost, I just let the wheel go and the car corrected itself. It happened like four times. So I never fought against the car, but the 159 felt amazing. Pulled into the garage again, celebrating, screaming, throw my arms out the window. It was an amazing feeling. So yeah, I'm, I'm a competitive person now against myself. If that, if that makes sense. I'm sure bodybuilders are like that and maybe other people are like that too because it's just you against you. And then, you know, now now I can understand maybe if you get into like wheel-to-wheel -wheel racing or like a Bimmer Challenge or whatever it is against other people. I don't know, man. That would be sick, but I'm not... I got to get a dedicated track car before I do that. This is my daily, <laughs> so I don't know. But I have to tell you, man, if you're looking to track your car, do it. If you have a local track you can go to, try it. If you can go use a rental car or there's a place that lets you use their cars, go do it. There's something about it that will get you hooked and you'll have a whole new appreciation for your car of what it can do. And uh, I was always hesitant towards that for some reason. I don't know why. It is expensive if it's your car, but if you have the means and you have the passion behind at least giving it a try, uh, you never know what could come from that. So yeah, 159 at Button Willow. I had so many high fives and, and people congratulated me and the love on social media was amazing. I feel much more credible as a driver. I feel comfortable behind the wheel now. I always have, but now to a whole new extent. And uh, I don't want to get stuck on Button Willow. I want to go try Willow Springs, Chuckwalla, and Laguna Seca. I want to go try all these tracks. And this is not something that I see myself being like full-time, but this is something that if I have, you know, four or five friends that say, hey, let's go, or if I can gather up a couple friends, like I'm into it. I think it's a really fun way to spend time with your friends and learn more about each other's cars and your driver's skill. And you don't have to have a fast car. You, I saw Lincoln Town Cars out there and stock Miatas. Like everyone's out there just trying to have fun. And it's not against this. This racing I've done is never against other people. It's always against you. It doesn't matter how fast you are. Like it's, it's a matter of how much you can progress each time you go. And I think that's what intrigues me the most. So I don't know. I think if you can track your car, do it. It's so awesome. It's so much fun. But yeah, I just wanted to come in here and say hi. A uh, couple changes at the agency, a couple changes with my companies, a couple changes with the podcast. There's a lot happening right now. And I like to come in here and just talk and see how you guys are. Um, if you have any suggestions for future videos and podcasts, I'd love to feature other people. And as you know, I can go mobile. Um, I'm trying to do a couple in San Diego and then a few in Irvine this week. And I think that's really it. So if you guys can go ahead and hit the thumbs up button and subscribe and I'll see you next time. Peace.